I'm Georgie. And I'm Michaela. And we're here to tell you about the University of Aberdeen. In each episode, we will discuss frequently asked questions about topics such as applications, go abroad, student life, sports and societies, budgeting for uni, and life in Aberdeen. We will be speaking to current Aberdeen students, those who really know what it's like to study and live here. And we'll be getting exclusive tips from members of our amazing staff. Join us for this episode of Ask Aberdeen. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Ask Aberdeen. Today we'll be talking about choosing your degree. Many students know exactly what they want to study, but others have absolutely no idea and we're here today to give you some advice and help you make that decision. And I'm joined by two guests. I've got Michaela, who is a graduate from Aberdeen and is a recruitment officer, and David, who's also an Aberdeen graduate and a member of our international team. So Michaela, do you want to explain firstly how you chose your degree and what you studied at Aberdeen? So hi everyone, um, I chose and I studied politics and international relations and I actually, I came to that sort of degree knowing that's what I wanted to do but still doubting myself very much because that's obviously something that I have not studied at, um, you know, at uh, high school level. I was never able to take international relations at a high school level, surprisingly, so I didn't really know what it was. So. I was sort of constantly thinking about, you know, should I have done something else? Um, but I ended up applying for politics and I stuck with politics the whole way through. Great. Yeah, I think some students like, know what they want to do and others just don't have a clue. I applied for a law degree because I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do because I had studied it at A-level. Um, but some students haven't ever done that before. And David, I'm sure you've had that with students you speak to. Um, do you have students that have no idea what they want to study? Oh, yes, all, all the time. I mean, it's, it's quite a, a big decision to make, um, depending on what you sort of have the chance to experience or what you're used to yourself or your interests. It, it can be really sort of daunting choice to make. It's a, it's a whole new step in your chapter in your life. And so, yes, it's very common. And I would say when I was at that age, uh, I would also not have known you know, exactly what I wanted to do. I had sort of you know, subjects I liked uh, and subjects I definitely didn't like. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's very common for people not to have a clear idea of what they want to do or have an sort of idea of what they want to do, but not necessarily knowing how, how do I get there? You know, if it's a subject they've not, they've not taken in school because it's not offered in school, they might have an idea of, you know, I want to become an astronaut as, as a sort of classic example, but what, what do you need to do to, to get there? What, you know, there's no, there's no degree just called become an astronaut. It's very common for people not to, at this stage, not to know what they want to do or, or what they want to pick. Yeah, I think something you said there about like, what are you good at and what do you enjoy is a really good starting point for a lot of students. We say to them, you know, what are you taking at A-level or at higher or whatever it is you're studying and what do you like doing? You've got to choose something that you're going to really love because you're going to do this degree for the next four or five years. Um, it's got to be something you're really passionate about. Um, Michaela, how did you choose if you hadn't studied international relations? How did you decide to study it? So when I was in high school, I really enjoyed sort of history, geography, you know, those sort of areas. And I liked following the current sort of affairs. Um, so I thought when I was looking at degrees, I was sort of thinking this is a combination of everything that I, I like in high school. And this is taking it to like a new level at uni um, level. But I still had those do doubts in my head because I kept thinking, you know, I 
of geography is what I enjoyed the most um, when I'm in school. So should I just apply to geography, you know? And I kept thinking about, am I missing out on something? So that's where those first two years at uni really actually helped me because I was able to take alongside my politics modules that I had to take, I was able to take external modules from geography to make sure, you know, that this is actually something I want to do. And I was able to then determine that geography is actually like a little bit too scientific for me. Um, so I really liked politics in the end because it was the fun of geography without necessarily the science of geography. So that was good. Um, but there were also other things that I was thinking about, you know, for example, I've never done business before in high school. So I was sort of worried that maybe I was missing out on something amazing by not having ever done management or economics, you know, that's something that everyone is, seems to be doing. Um, everyone seems to be going into finance and making really huge amounts of money. So I was thinking, should I be going into that? Should I look into it? So I actually took one um, semester um, took a course on management, a single one, and I really discovered that it is not for me. And that's perfectly fine, you know, I just took that one course and I passed it, I passed it fine, but I did not really enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And then I, you know, with my politics courses, I love them and I really, really found out that's what I want to do and I wanted to do that for my entire um, degree. So it was really just nice to be able to like, explore things and find out what you're good at because English is not my first language so I always also thought that like languages might be something I would be good at I took Spanish for two semesters turns out that I'm not good at Spanish so I dropped it after two semesters but I do still have that like level of competency in Spanish um, but I was able to just take you know two semesters of it um, two classes which got me really far but then I decided that actually Spanish is not something for me uh, because it requires way too much work um, and I just decided that you know what I'm gonna focus on just taking politics and I just dibble, dabbled around you know tried different things explored a little bit of everything and then I just sort of settled in um, with politics and international relations and just continued with that. It's, uh, it's one of the benefits of, of the four-year structure, I would say, in general, is if you're not quite sure what exactly you want to do, but there's an overall area, or even if not, that gives you the flexibility to try out new things and then realize this is absolutely not what I, what I enjoy, or realize, oh my god, this is so good, I had no idea I enjoyed this so much. Uh, so my, my, my cousin, for instance, he applied for psychology and ended up, ended up taking sociology and anthropology classes. Uh, and then in first, they very quickly realized that anthropology is not being Indiana Jones running through the jungle, discovering you know new tribes uh, or, or hidden treasures, but it can be very academic. You know, it, it, it's university degree, so there's a lot of theories around um, how early humans organized and all of that. And he did not enjoy that at all, and then decided to drop anthropology as quickly as possible, and then stuck with, with psychology and sociology, which he did end up enjoying. So it gives you that flexibility of trying something you've not experience before uh, which you can also do you know guys if you have the opportunity of doing uh, workshops or, or summer cl classes or sort of a one-week taster session somewhere uh, in a university course you know it, it's always worthwhile exploring what you might enjoy getting a bit of a feel for it uh, even before you apply for your courses as part of your preparation for university if you have those opportunities and obviously at the moment with all that's going on they might not be as common but you just get a taster for, for what, what it is that you think you might be interested in. Uh, but yeah, the, the benefit of the four-year structure is definitely you don't have to make that decision before applying or 
yeah, you're not sort of stuck on, on, on a course if you realize this is not for me. You can make changes even when necessary. So actually, I also had a friend in my first year. Um, he started and he was studying psychology, I think, if I remember right. He was from Germany and, you know, he thought that sounded really good. So um, and then in his first year, he was taking like random science courses and he took a maths, like applied maths course. And he really loved it. And he actually ended up switching over to a maths degree in his second year. And because of the structure that we have at Aberdeen with the four years, he didn't have to do like an extra year. He just switched over in his second year. And because he had done already those compulsory courses from math in his first year, he was just able to do the whole degree in the rest of those four years. Um, so that's also a nice thing that even if you, you know, if you apply and you find out that that's not the thing that you really like, there's still the scope for you to finish your degree in four years even if you completely switch, um, you know, like your cousin did or like my friend did, even to like a, just a totally different degree. Or you can just add on like a, like, you know, and you could do, I don't know if you could necessarily do that, but, you know, you could do psychology with sociology. Um, you can just add on a joint degree if you want to, or you can just switch over completely. And that's what I really liked. I sort of, you know, I liked that I wasn't tied into something as soon as I applied. Um, so that was nice. I think that's something I found as well when I moved from England up to Scotland. I realised how flexible the degree system is and how different it is. Um, so for anyone who's listening who doesn't know exactly how it works in England, generally you would apply for your degree and you would you basically stay on that course and do modules from that course. Um, you may have some choices of those modules, but generally those are from the same degree. Whereas um, in Scotland and at Aberdeen, we're particularly flexible that you can choose modules from pretty much any other subject area as long as it works with timetabling. Um, and you can really try different things. As Michaela said, she's tried a bit of Spanish and you could try a bit of geography. And as long as you have suitable kind of prerequisites to, to try those modules out, you can do that at university. So if um, anyone's wondering kind of exactly how that works, we do have a presentation on our website um, under undergraduate and the information guides and advice. So if you want to see exactly how that works in a bit more detail, you can watch that as well. Um, something else as well so when people are thinking about kind of what do they apply to so they know they've got flexibility when they get to university but they've got to make a choice to start with um, some people will say like for example you mentioned David oh I want to be an astronaut um, so that's something we often say to people is if you've got a career in mind kind of do your research find out what you need for that career so um, sometimes people say I don't know what examples but I want to do something and we say okay great go to a, somewhere that does that job and ask them what they require um, do you have any kind of comments for that, David? Well, especially with a lot of the things that are not covered by traditional school subjects, it, it can be more daunting to realize, well, you know, how, how do I get to that? Um, that stage, what, what do I need for it? What qualifications do I need? Um, so it is absolutely a good idea to talk to someone who, who is doing the job. Uh, most jobs normally have some sort of governing body or advice body where you can maybe get in touch and say, hey, I want to become... Uh, a registered engineer or a chartered accountant. Uh, how do I do that? What do I need to do? Or uh, especially with law, you know, what steps do I have to do to practice in England or to practice in Scotland or to practice overseas? You know, it's, will the degree be recognized? Those, those sort of things. So it's absolutely a good idea to ask people who already do the job. You know, we, we do recommend that anyone interested in medicine, for instance, you know, has a chat with a GP just to figure out, is it the right thing for you? you know, what, what does the job entail? And then sort of building backwards from that to well, what do I study at university? And depending on the job, there will, of course, be additional requirements potentially where you do a degree 
and then do additional qualifications afterwards to just have an idea of, of what is involved in it. And you might find out that it, for some jobs, it does not matter what your first degree is. You know, they, they welcome people from a wide range of backgrounds. Others, of course, have very specific, you need to have done this degree and then these additional tests, and then you qualify, uh, as I guess from your experience with law, have, has that approach to things. Um, Obviously, talking to, to uh, if it's guidance counselors or careers counselors in the school, or if there's career events in a school or nearby where, where different companies and different you know, sectors come in, sort of talk to students about you know, what jobs might be available afterwards and, 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 and how to get there. That's always a good starting point as well. Uh, I would normally say, you know, make sure there's something you enjoy doing or that you are interested in purely because you may be doing it at university for a number of years and then potentially for the rest of your life. Uh, so, so hopefully it will be something you, know, you get some enjoyment out of. But yeah, absolutely sort of doing it backwards, almost you know, like with the astronaut example, uh, what, what you do. But often you have to, in the past, have done military service. Uh, that has, I think, now changed, but a lot of astronauts have hardcore science degrees, sort of mechanical engineering, math, uh, biology backgrounds, um, and then there's some sort of additional steps you have to do to do the, the, actual, the actual training. So things like that, figuring out what do I want to do and how do I get there? So it is yeah, sort of a backward step. Now, I once spoke to someone on a campus tour back in my day as a student ambassador uh, who was interested in, in structural engineering. So when we asked people, what, what, why do you want to do structural engineering? Uh, and then the reply was that they really enjoyed blowing things up and doing demolitions but had been told that in order to do that, they first have to learn how to build things before they can blow them up. So you know, it's a working backwards. So if you want to go into demolitions, you first have to understand, well, how is the building you know, built in the first place? How, where, where are the points of stability? So that the advice they had been given was great career, you know, demolitions experts are required, but you first need to learn how do you build it in the first place before you safely you know, blow it up. I thought that was a particularly nice, a nice piece of advice to, uh, to get. There's actually a website that I have previously used, even when I was during uh, my studies at university. It's called Prospects, like, you know, prospective students, prospects.ac.uk, I believe. And they list pretty much every job and every sector, and they tell you about, like, what the job actually entails and how much you might expect to get paid. And then they often list degrees that might lead you to that job so I was very much interested in sort of publishing or media and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to get there you know should I actually do journalism like if I want to be a journalist do I need to study journalism or can I study just any degree and then sort of get there through that degree so I did a lot of research into um, that website and it's really helpful and it also does have things like um, a little careers quiz that will suggest things to you. I think journalism is, is a good example where we often get asked when we're sort of at, at recruitment fairs or UCAS fairs about, you know, I want to be a journalist, do you offer journalism? Uh, and I think it's one of those, the, uh, those careers where there's probably multiple paths to get to sort of the same end result, a career in journalism. So you do, I, I don't think it's one of those where you necessarily need to have a degree in journalism. Um, so I think uh, my, my advice normally is, well, look at A, what kind of journalism you want to go into. You know, sports journalism, economics journalism, political affairs, and then look at some people who, who work in that field and sort of look at what have they done. And, you know, someone like Robert Peston, um, I believe, has a degree in economics rather than a degree in journalism. 
I could be wrong on this, but I think it's so, so people you know, have done the degree in the field they want to write on and then have joined their, their student newspaper and sort of done, you know, their, their sort of you know, joined local newspapers or done for student radio and so sort of gone to that level of experience and then have sort of moved into maybe internships at newspapers to get a sort of more journalistic experience. Um, so, so it's not necessarily one where you have to do the degree and then there's only one way. A lot of careers will have multiple paths into the career. Uh, except um, there's always except of medicine, you have to do the medicine degree that that's you know because it's, it's life and death situations. But others where it's maybe not as serious, there might be multiple paths and one that works particularly well for one student might not work as well for another student. <clears throat> but there might be different options. As for instance, with law, you know you don't have to do the law degree right away. You can do politics or geography or international relations or languages or anything really, uh, and then do the accelerated conversion degree and still end up a lawyer so they're often you know, depending on the career and what you want to do there might be multiple paths you can choose from uh, that lead you to the same destination yeah absolutely and on the flip side we often have students who say okay i really want to study history what do i do with a history degree so they don't know what career they want to do but they do know what subject they want to study um so our prospectus is quite helpful for that is where i often advise people to have a look because it shows you what some of the recent graduates have done with that degree um so you mentioned law and you're absolutely right like you don't even in England now either if you want to be a lawyer you can actually do a degree in any subject and they've just changed the way you qualify so you can then do a kind of one year type a scheme and you get you do training so you don't even need a training contract anymore you can get work experience and basically there's a lot of things opening up to allow you to go into different careers without having necessarily done it at degree level um, but if people are thinking that there's a degree that they want to study, but they don't know, maybe maybe mum and dad are saying, well, that's great, but what are you going to do with it? Um, have a look on the, the prospectus um, and see what other people have done with it. We also have a, is this a marketing campaign, but it tells you what some of our um, alumni have done and what they've gone on to do. And it's really interesting. I mean, I'm a big fan of Cool the Midwife. So Laura Main, who's an actress in Cool the Midwife, she was an Aberdeen graduate and I think she studied history or something. So she didn't do acting or anything like that, but you've got lots of options. And just being a graduate gives you options as well. Um, having those skills, employers value the fact that you've been to university. Um, Michaela, did you yeah. want to add to that? So my parents were in that camp of what the heck are you going to do with a, a, a politics degree? Do you really want to be a politician? Like that was genuinely the most asked question of my degree. Like, oh, you want to be a politician? I was like, no, I don't want to be a politician. I'm just interested in the like in the general topic. So that's something that you might encounter. You know, if, for example, we've got archaeology and people might be thinking, are you going to become Indiana Jones as well? Like, what's going on? Like, what are you? Where are you going to be digging up these like mummies and stuff? But that's not necessarily the only thing you can do. You know, like it's not like if you study English, you have to become an English teacher. It, it just having a degree in general is such a good thing. Um, and mostly, you know, jobs will require you to have a degree, but will not necessarily say that you have to have studied history to apply for this tourism board, um, you know, marketing manager campaign or something like that. Like, it doesn't necessarily matter what you study. It more matters what you do while you're at university, you know, because like David mentioned with um, if you want to go into journalism, there's all these um, part time you know, voluntary things that you can do, like student newspaper or student radio. So you don't have to have that degree 
title you know to get into the job that you want and it's okay if you're like 17 and 18 applying to uni like how are you supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your life you know so it's a good thing that it doesn't tie you down because honestly like i would not be a good politician so i just i'm just glad that it's not it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like you know you pick your degree at 17 or 18 and that's you done for the rest of your life because it's just so free you know like you come to university to explore yourself and learn skills and then you figure out what you want to do later I actually had the opposite having applied for a law degree everyone was like great you're going to be a lawyer like that's it that's set in stone that's what you're going to do and when I was applying I was like yeah I'm going to be a lawyer I'm going to earn loads of money it's going to be great I'm going to love it and as I went through university I loved my degree but I knew then I didn't want to be a lawyer um so I still, I'm not really sure what I want to do long term, what, what my career is going to lead to. But my manager said when she hired me, like, oh, it was really good. Like having a law degree looks good. Like having that degree, like Michaela said, the skills, um, all the extra things you do, the experience. Going to university is an incredible experience. Like, I absolutely loved it. So, it, yeah, there's, there is pressure to kind of choose your degree and to try things. But there's like loads of options to do afterwards as well. Yeah, I think it's absolutely right for a lot of the degrees where people might ask, well, what are you going to do with that? Uh, you know, we've probably all encountered that, but uh, often, you know, as I say, being at university isn't just about uh, the specific content or the knowledge of your studies. Like I would say my current role, I don't necessarily draw upon my history degree every single day. Uh, I still have a very keen interest in history and, and, and I read a lot of books and, and all of that, but, but the other skills you learn, you know, how to give a presentation, how to do independent research, critical analysis, critical thinking, writing, those can come in very handy. In, in a whole range of careers afterwards and often what employers are maybe sometimes more looking for than specifically do you know when the battle of hastings was fought um you know depending on, on what you want to do so often picking a, a specific degree does not have to then set you in, in on, on sort of the tracks where this is you know, as you said oh I, i've studied law of course i'm going to become a lawyer you know that might still be an option but there will often be lots of other doors opened up so i know for instance that uh, a lot of mechanical engineers because engineering in general is quite math happy, so for me it's an absolute nightmare. But for people who enjoy that sort of thing, it's great. A lot of mechanical engineers are often um, able to get jobs in the city in London because they have that sort of deep math knowledge that then lets them do uh, economic analysis and accounting and finance-related tasks quite easily. So despite having a degree in engineering, they end up in sort of jobs in finance in the city afterwards because of, of not specifically the, the the course content but the, the, the additional skills they have picked up and obviously being involved in student societies meeting new people you know getting involved in student radio or volunteering or charity work also gives you all sorts of skills that come in very handy later on that might not be specifically about did you take this course in second year and it taught you specifically x but it's sort of the whole package you get from having done the degree and having been at university yeah and the thing is as well if you want to go into like a really narrow field so if for example with biology you're really interested in specifically conservation biology you might be looking at the degrees that i don't know scottish universities or aberdeen in specific offer and you might be thinking there's nothing that is very specifically what i want to do but usually what happens is that your undergrad is a bit more generic and a bit more um 
like wide ranging and then you would do a postgrad that would allow you to really focus in on the career that you want to go into so don't despair if you have a very specific career in mind um i was very much interested in like war and terrorism and i was looking for an undergrad in terrorism and turns out that there's not really that many universities that actually do four years worth of terrorism um, studies so um then that's what when i realized you sort of do your undergrad in just the more general topic and then you would focus on something that specific either in your third and fourth year which is when i actually got to take some war related um courses but you can also then do a postgrad that will really focus you on whatever it is that you really want to do in detail um yeah so we've spoken about as well um kind of choosing the degree that's right for you but it's also worth talking to family and friends they often know you really well and they can recommend um areas you've maybe never thought of that you might be interested in that you can then look into um, and I think David mentioned getting work experience as well. Like if you can go and go and shadow someone who's doing the job that you might be interested in or speak to a medic or speak to someone, get a real honest opinion from them about what it's like to do that. Because ultimately you, you've got to find out if that's what you're going to love. You're going to study it, as we said, for four years or five years or more. Um, it's got to be something you're really passionate about. Um, but we also have our students on Unibuddy. Um, so I don't know, Michaela, do you want to explain how that works? Do students want to ask? Yeah, so we actually have quite a lot of, I think it's like up over 100 students that are on Unibody on our website, which you can find um, if you just go into the online prospectus and you go to any of the pages on, you know, specifically engineering, there will be a little pop up where you can speak to someone from that degree area who volunteers their time to speak to prospective students. So if you have any questions and you want to ask a genuine student who is not paid to say nice things about Aberdeen just because they get paid to say nice things. They genuinely like Aberdeen. Um, you can go on and ask them anything about, you know, even like things that you might not be um, necessarily able to find online, like how much do things in Aberdeen cost, you know, but that's not going to be something that you can research on the UCAS.com website because it's so very specific. And you will be able to just connect with someone, you know, you, if you're from coming from abroad, you might be able to find someone from abroad as well who can answer your questions. So that's Unibody and it's really good for connecting with students like one to one, but also don't forget that we do have our whole recruitment team. So David, for example, you know, you, you oversee a specific region, right? How does it work with you guys in international? Um, yeah, so we, we sort of divided and conquered the world. Uh, drawing not on any sort of politics degrees or international relations degrees for that, just sort of by, by, by sort of region, um, so that we can build up sort of the knowledge for, for people from that specific region. So if we draw the sort of broad geographical regions we have, we have a specific international officer like myself who is there to advise students on, on anything to do with studying uh, at Aberdeen, but also in Scotland or studying in general, any, any sort of concerns international students might have. Obviously, at the moment, we get a lot of questions around travelling, uh, visas and, and so on, so that there will always be someone there uh, to, to, to reach out to and, and to answer any questions. And I think what we can also, um, another source of advice can be the, the people teaching on, on, on the degrees. So if, if someone has very specific requirements because of the career they have picked and then they know that you know, their degree, you know, we all, we, I think most universities offer a degree in physics or a degree in business management, but then the content might vary quite a bit. And hopefully the website will, like our website, will give examples of these are the courses you have to take, these are the courses you can take optionally, and these are the additional courses you can pick from the wider field. But if there is something that specifically needs to be covered, you know, we can also happily put someone in touch with the course coordinator or an academic and then discuss 
if if the course is the right choice for someone you know how how many hours will there be an astronomy and a physics degree for someone who wants to go on and, and do a postgraduate in astronomy afterwards uh, you know will there be only one course on it or will it be two courses per, per year they can pick so any sort of the very detailed questions where, where someone might want to know well you know all 130 odd universities offer business management, but which is the right business management degree for me? You know, they can get that granular information if needed. Well, this is specifically what is offered, and then they can make that comparison between you know, what, what is the right university for them based on, on the specific content. Yeah, and those are, are actually on Unibody as well. I didn't mention that, but we do have students as well as um, some of the academics who signed up to be on Unibody. So that's another source. You can just, just go straight to them via Unibody or you can contact anyone in the international or the UK team or the inquiry room. Um, the inquiry team are also happy to help and we can get you in touch with someone. Yeah, I think that's very true. We get often lots of inquiries as well, people asking about entry requirements for the degrees as well, because obviously that can impact what you choose to study. Um, and as David said about every university offering business, or I found applying for law, lots of universities offer a law degree. How do I know which one I want to go to? Um, so for me, I looked at things like the geography, where is the university and things like that. Um, but also I looked at the grade entry requirements. Some of them I couldn't get into. Some of them I thought maybe were too easy and I wondered why. Like there was different things like that. Um, so it's worth looking at that um, for our science students or students looking to study any of our BSc courses, we do have certain science requirements from your A-levels or your hires or whatever it is. So we often have students email us and say, this is what I'm studying. Please help me. What can I apply to? And that's absolutely fine. We're here to help. So if you've got questions like that and you're not sure, you don't want to apply through UCAS and find that you weren't eligible, um, please do let us know. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of a lot of research comes in to once you've sort of settled on business management or, or electrical engineering or medicine and doing that more granular research into well these are the yeah these are the subjects I've taken I've taken these are the grades I have where can I apply do I need not just the, the grade requirement obviously we all want academically excellent students but do I have the right subjects can often be a good starting point um, I think engineering is a good one where you know some universities prefer physics as the more important aspect other universities like Aberdeen for us math is more important uh, so often if someone has done really well in math or maybe not so well in physics, we will still take them, but not the other way around. Some medical schools are very much like it's all about biology. Other medical schools are more like, you no, know, it's all about chemistry. So you know, some might ask for a specific subject and others ask, might ask for a different subject. I think for architecture, it's often a case between more of a focus on the almost engineering side of things and the sort of the actual building the, the structure and integrity, and then others are maybe more focused on the more creative side of architecture and sort of making the buildings, you know, appealing. Uh, they might have different entry requirements. Some might ask for slightly more scientific background. Others might ask for more for a portfolio of drawings. So that's sort of part of the, the more granular research into now that I know I have a good idea of what I want to study, uh, where, where, where can I study it? Do I have the right background for it? And if so, if so, you know, then then you can sort of narrow it down to individual university choices. And hopefully, hopefully Aberdeen will be one of them. Well, I think that's given hopefully our listeners a lot of information about how to choose their degree. Um, there's lots of advice there. I'm not sure we've given you a clear answer, but basically you should research, you should think about what you enjoy, speak to family, speak to lecturers, come to an open day. Um, often people come to that with no idea what they want to study. So when you can come back onto campuses, which hopefully will be soon, um, do all those things and just find what feels right for you and 
overall you can get lots of flexibility in your degree so you can try different things um okay did you want to add something last thing yeah i just think it's really important to do what's right for you um not many people know this but i did um a year of textile engineering um which was just the furthest away from what i actually wanted to do but i did it because i thought you know this is a good career opportunity for me like this is something I should do. No, no, absolutely not. It was just absolutely horrendous. And um, yeah, I decided very early on that this was not the right thing for me. So I, after the one year of doing textile engineering, I actually just was like, you know what, what's the furthest away? <laughs> um, and I applied for politics and I loved all four years of politics. So really, if you're just doing something just because you want a good career at the end, that's fine, but make sure that you actually can stomach four years of it, you know? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much to David and Michaela for joining us on this episode of Ask Aberdeen. I hope our listeners found that useful and we've got lots of episodes coming up. Um, so subscribe to the, to the podcasts and uh, you'll be able to keep in touch with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Ask Aberdeen podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic we should cover, please email us at ukteam at abdn.ac.uk. We would love to hear from you. To be alerted about new episodes, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.